Hey everyone, it's Courtney and we are back with episode 2, The Price of Beauty. And we are talking about hair today. I'm so excited. I wish you guys understood how excited I am. I'm so excited because who I am today is partly because of my hair journey. So this episode really means a lot to me. I'm going to like say this again. I know I said this last episode, but this is not going to be perfect whatsoever. I definitely mess up a lot. I'm not a perfect speaker whatsoever. And I just want this to be really a comfortable and like inviting environment for everyone. So I don't want it to be a very stern and like straight up, very professional type of podcast because that's just not who I am as a person. I'm very relaxed and chill. But yeah, let's just get into it. So lots of young black girls share the quote unquote struggle of curly hair. I mean, when I was younger, I had a very healthy relationship with my hair. My mom used to do it. And we bonded over it a lot. I mean, I was a tender-headed child, so it wasn't always happy memories. I was crying and screaming. It didn't matter if it was day or night, morning or evening. I mean, I was screaming. I surely was. It hurt so bad. And my mom used to be combing my hair. And I was <laughs> so bad. She used to be combing my hair. <laughs> and I was, like, crying so hard. And she was, she said, I'm not trying to hurt you, Courtney. Do you think I'm trying to hurt you? This is a price of beauty. No, it was not worth it. I was screaming. I mean, my hair was slave, but I was screaming. And when my mom was out of town, my dad used to do my hair. And I realized a lot of people didn't have dads who did their hair. But my dad didn't. It was so much better. I used to, like, look forward to my dad doing my hair sometimes because he was so much softer. And he used to pump us up for wherever we were going. If we were going to the store, we were like, oh, what are we going to buy? I mean, he really could only do two hairstyles, the puff or two puffs. But he slayed. It didn't matter. He slayed. But it all changed when I entered third grade. I went in my hair to look like my friend's. I mean, I think we were eight or nine, somewhere around that time. It was just, mm -mm, my relationship got so much worse. All my friends had straight hair. They had long hair. They had thinner hair than mine. And I wanted to change my hair to look like theirs. I wanted to have the experience of braiding each other's hair and like matching hairstyles because all my friends and their friends could do that, but I couldn't experience that. So my relationship with my hair got so much worse, like tremendously worse. And this probably could have all been avoided if the representation was up to par, but it wasn't. So my hair journey experience, I would like to say, starts there. As time passed, I started to straighten my hair more often. It was almost a norm, I would say, that I would straighten my hair. Any special event, I straightened my hair. Anytime I wanted to shine, I straightened my hair. Anytime you can really think of me trying to straighten my hair, I straightened my hair. It got to the point that it was so bad that one day, it was like the entire year, the entire year, I had my hair straight. And the one day I wore my hair curly, I walked in and my teacher was like, excuse me, who are you? I'm shook. Stop. I'm speechless. Stopped in my track and everything. I could not say anything. I mean, take it, he was a white male, so I'm not really surprised that it happened, but I was shook. I couldn't say anything. He didn't even know I went to the school, let alone was in his class. So, yeah, and I don't know if it's 
hard to understand, to wrap your head around how much I needed my hair to be straight. But it was a need. Most of my white friends, our teachers, our adults, anyone in that category in general, they prefer my hair straight. I would get these compliments about my hair being straight. It would be long. It would be, like, amazing. (laughs) No. I didn't get that type of words of affirmation when my hair was curly. But when it was straight, so many, like, compliments just were headed my way. So I associated my straight hair with being better than my curly hair. Also, when I was looking at media, like any TV shows or movies, all the girls... Their hair was either straight or they had curls that were much looser. They were usually lighter skinned or mixed. Their hair was definitely not my curly hair. It got so bad that I quite literally refused to wear my hair in braids to school. It was a no. I don't care. It could have been Friday. Friday. And I had a trip on Saturday. I did not care if that appointment lasted until midnight. 1 a.m. I was not wearing my hair in braids on for that Friday. Absolutely not. And that actually happened multiple times. We used to go out of town um, during summer break. And usually we ended on a Friday before summer break. And I always wore my hair. We would go to Mexico or something like that. And I would always wear my hair in braids because it's so much easier to, like, go swimming. But I, I literally didn't. I did not care if I had to stay up to 2 in the morning and get my hair done because I was not... That was no, absolutely not. And it took a while before I grew out of this. But it was around eighth grade when I truly started to embrace my naturally curly hair. Now take it. I did say it started around third grade. So third to eighth grade, that was was a long time. This was a time, like eighth grade, it was a time where Instagram was filled with much, much, much more representation that I needed. Black girls wore their hair in afros, their, their curly hair was looked exactly like mine. It, it was popping, I'm not even going to lie. So that's when my new struggle began. How do I even do my hair? I was too old for my mom to be doing my hair every morning. Then products that I used to use, mm-mm, definite no. My hair, mm-mm, <laughs> it was not going to work. So I started watching these YouTube videos of how to do, like, my curly hair, and who that was a journey in and of itself. I tried so many. I tried a multitude of overpriced hair products. It had a lot of results, I will say. Mm-mm. They were all bad. <laughs> they were good. I tried to like do different hairstyles and stuff. Mm-mm. <laughs> they were too complex for my skill level. I should not have been trying them at all. So I apologize to everyone who had to experience that time period of me. If you saw me, I really do. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It was not cute at all. So, (laughs) no. But when I entered high school, I finally got the hang of it. So that eighth grade year was really the year that, yeah, no, (laughs) please erase that from your memory. (laughs) But high school is a time. I learned so much about my hair. My hairstyles, so much better. They were on point. I had braids in the summer, so my hair was so much healthier than it used to be. My curly hair, it was flourishing. It was amazing. The only problem was that I associated my straight hair with the negativity from my third through eighth grade experience. So all the times 
where I didn't feel beautiful with my curly hair, I put it to, like, my straight hair, if that makes sense. So, for example, all the hatred and negativity that I had, I I put it into my straight hair. So when I had, mm, I didn't really have to, but when I decided to start wearing my straight hair again, it was really hard because I didn't feel confident anymore. I felt like I was betraying my curly hair. And I don't know if any other people felt that way, but I definitely did. Because now I know, obviously, that the reason why my hair is so amazing and it's this confidence booster is because it's so versatile. I can pop out to prom with this bomb ponytail one day, and then the next time I can wear my curly hair after the next. Like, it did not matter. I could do so many different things with my hair, but... I couldn't accept that because I put so much negativity toward my straight hair. So all my freshman year that I thought I was flourishing with my curly hair, I had to switch up my mindset to make sure that I could be versatile again with my hair. And now I realize hair is important. And it obviously it took me a while to realize that. But now I know my hair is amazing, obviously, period. But yeah. This year, actually, I had the opportunity to do the summer program at Spelman, and the highlight of it was going to the Black Hair Experience. Now, take it, it was a selfie, a selfie museum, so please don't hate. It was still important. I mean, I was still popping in there. My pictures were fire. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw. If you don't, Princess underscore Courtney with a K, you can see them pictures. Fire. But... I felt so much power. I felt the power that my hair held. And even though it wasn't curly in the pictures, they were in braids because, yeah. But I still felt the power that it held. So all the years of, like, insecurities and, like, loneliness, I turned them into power. And I can now say that I love my hair because it's important. Hair is identity. And I didn't have the identity from third grade to eighth grade. But I have it now. I found my identity. I know my identity. And that's crazy that hair can hold my identity because, I mean, it's hair. People don't think much of it. They don't do their hair every day or, you know, they don't take care of it the way that they want to. But it's crazy. So if you're one of those black girls out there that are trying to hide their hair or dealing with people who are like, oh, can I touch your hair? Oh my gosh, your hair, it's so exotic. Is it real? You're not alone. Let me just say that. You're not alone. But please, please, please embrace your hair. Happiness will come once you embrace it because hair is power. And it's in your hands whether you want to use it or not. 